I'm happy for you to be here. We, is this recording? Yeah, it's recording right now. Good, good. Yeah. Um, we're back with the Cuss Running Podcast. Today's special guest is Elaine. Mm-hmm. Elaine's going to be a regular on the podcast this season because we've gotten some feedback that you guys like her and would oh. like to hear from her more. Yeah, would like to hear. Know, I don't think. You didn't know that? No. Okay. Well, we've gotten some feedback that they want to hear from you more. Now that I know yeah. that I have fans. <laughs> you don't have to look at the camera. You can just look and talk to me. Oh, we're only going to put a little snippet of this on the thing. Okay. Um, okay, so we have some topics we're going to cover today. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with a recap of the Samosa Stumble. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so the Samosa Stumble was an event here in Rogers Park that Craig Woods um, is the genius mastermind behind where you had to eat a very large Samosa and then complete a 1.1 mile loop within a 20 minute time frame. So both the samosa yeah. and the mileage had to be completed within that time frame. And um, I was registered for it. I participated in it. Elaine spectated mm-hmm. and did some mileage, but did not yeah. uh, eat a samosa. I, I did three laps, which is pretty impressive. I was really proud of, of you because you are pregnant. <laughs> I am very pregnant. You're very pregnant. Um, six months pregnant at this point, but. Uh, how did you feel like observing the samosa stumble? I was really disgusted, actually, because <laughs> I, as someone who does like a samosa, I can only eat one samosa. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't believe someone, I know, I know where this ends <laughs> and I know the amount total eaten and I I have a feeling I'll never eat a samosa again. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to ask him. Actually, it was a cuss athlete, um, Oliver, who ended up repping and winning with, I think, like 23 samosas mm-hmm. over like basically a marathon distance, yeah. just pretty gross. It was 22, but maybe it was 23. Maybe it's 23. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I was intrigued. So what would have been your strategy? Because there were people mm-hmm. like they were putting the sauce on the mm-hmm. samosa. And then some people just keeping it dry and some people were running laps and some people were walking laps. Oliver, the champion, mm-hmm. did walk a lot of it. What would have been your strategy? I think the walking would be the smartest because yeah. one, I think I'm pretty sure I'd get indigestion from samosas. <laughs> and I do like the heat. So I would want sauce, you want on, the sauce on it. Yeah. You want the sauce on and it. And the flavor, the wetness. I thought your strategy was just going to be to like never compete in one of these events because you would never compete in one okay, of these events. Okay, I was trying to like... <laughs> be a willing participant yeah I know I would never do this absolutely not that's the correct answer yeah it was I don't like to do anything where I'm forced to eat mm. I just don't like it I don't want to be forced to eat anything I'm trying to think of another situation that you would be forced to eat in besides a food eating contest is this why you mm. don't like Thanksgiving as much I think of it's, the holidays. it's like ridiculous how much food we're just going to eat <laughs> And then watch football. I don't. <laughs> and then go shopping and like every. I don't know. <laughs> shopping. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, that's gonna. That's a perfect segue because if mm-hmm. I say like speaking of shopping, mm-hmm. um, do you want to tell people about your recent running purchase? Oh yes. Um. So, I recently got the Hoka Mop Fives, mm-hmm. and. I have no idea why I went up a whole size, which seemed reasonable considering the size I bought before was very snug. I put my foot up on the couch, let Allie feel it. 
She agreed snug. <laughs> and, and so you got, like, you were in the Mach 4s before. I was right? in the Mach 4s in the men's, though. Remember the men's shoe? A little wider toe box. Um, of course, you have to find your sizing. I normally wear a nine and a half in women's. Mm -hmm. And I think that I was in an eight and a half in the Mach 4s. Yeah. Yeah. But then we ordered the Mach 5s online. We did. But we went up too high. We went up too high. And so then we had to go exchange them. I mean, this thing looked ridiculous. <laughs> I put it on me. And one, I pulled it out of the box and I knew on principle, I didn't, couldn't care less if it fit. I was not going to wear it because <laughs> it looked like a ski. Yeah. And I put it on and thankfully it was way too long because <laughs> I thought <laughs> my feet have grown to this. <laughs> like expand it to the side. Like, what is happening to my feet? I, I tried them on. I, I, I pulled them out of the box and I was like, I'm not even trying these on. And Allie was like, try them on. It's like me a baby. <laughs> That's basically what you said. Probably. It really is. And so I tried them on and they were too big. So we took them to REI, which I love REI. Yeah. You do love REI. Do love REI. We went in and they were like, oh, we have them in this way cooler color. They didn't say that. They said we have them. And then they had it in a color that I had preferred anyway. And what is that color? I have no idea. It's like white with some like peach neon coral cool and... colors, like mm -hmm. blue and yeah, pink. And... Is there blue on there? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to look at them. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I just have pink up the side. No, I think they have some cool, it's kind of hip. You're happy with them. Yeah. And th that's the cool thing too about the men's shoes. They have better colors, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I got the Mach 5s in my size and I love them. That's a really good show. And you're happy with them. You've been yeah, on a few yeah. runs. Yeah, them. I've been on a few runs in them. And I think um, they're very responsive. And I like that. I like a shoe that fits like, feels like they're on my foot. It's on my foot. So Yeah. Would you like to tell everyone your controversial running opinion? That I don't wear socks. Yeah. yeah. You feel really strongly. Because you I tried just, to wear socks. With I, those shoes I went running with our friend Christy the other day. Mm -hmm. And I set out with a pair of socks on. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't even, it's like peer pressure. People are like, oh, you don't, you should wear socks. No, I shouldn't. Every time I do, my toes start to get suffocated. So I didn't even make it down the block. And I was like, Christy, please stop. And I had to take my shoes off and take my socks off. And then I was carrying my socks. Well, I put them in my pocket. <laughs> you said a big bulge in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but overall, happy with the Hoka Mach vibes. You feel like you would give them a good... How many stars would you give them out of um, five stars? I would give it a four and a half. Ooh, what would it have to take? I think that it could still use a little bit uh, better support in the arch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. So there you go, guys. If you wanted to hear about the Hoka Mach Fives, and now you know. Um, obviously, with me being pregnant, my running has has been everything that you would expect being a pregnant runner to be. It's not been great. Uh, I've been doing a lot of walking and recently we were in Tennessee and I was able to go on a hike mm. and it was just me and Juniper and I went on a hike that I've run those trails like a million times when I lived in mm -hmm. Tennessee it was a place called Sharps Ridge and I have Juniper strapped to my back all 30 plus pounds of them and then I have all the poundage up front with baby number two and I start on the hike. I get a quarter mile into it and I'm like dying it's so hard <laughs> to do that I just started laughing on the trail and I couldn't figure out like why it was so difficult because obviously I used to run those all the time when I was 25 and 
not pregnant and not have a baby strapped on my back and it was much easier than yeah but I, it took me a long time to figure out why it was so difficult <laughs> and I'm really good about being gracious with other people obviously I coach my athletes and I'm like yeah duh dummy you're yeah. pregnant and there's a baby on your back <laughs> like it should be harder yeah it should be hard but I was like oh man I felt really bad about myself on that hike but the true true adventure from Tennessee can I pause you oh, you can really pause fast yeah with this I think people who don't know Sharps Ridge can you explain like elevation or anything like that oh well I started up at the top but it, Sharps Ridge is on a very very is it small mountain or a big hill I don't know but from the if you start from the very bottom went to the top it would be a thousand feet plus of elevation gain okay I started already a little bit up and can we talk about the heat that day? <laughs> it was like 90 degrees. Yeah. Super, super humid. Because that's the thing is that um, when you're breathing in the summer in Tennessee, you're never getting the same breath no. that you're getting like here in Chicago. It's so, so muggy. It's and there's humid. bugs. Yeah. And you're eating bugs. Like all the time. Yeah. Mm. I still did it. I think I did almost two miles and I felt really good about those two miles. And then I also had Juniper like pulling my hair. So I got 210 feet of elevation gain mm. over the course of that, but I already started up at the top. Yeah, got yeah, you. I did. But if you're in Tennessee, go to Sharps Ridge. Yeah. It's really easy to get to. Mm-hmm. No lines, you know, yeah. but people also cruise up there. So watch out. Yeah. But now it's going to be all those thousands of people that oh, all my thousands podcast. of followers are going to go to Sharps Ridge. It's going to be Joe Mixon. It's going to be up there on Sharps Ridge. He's already there all the time. Um, We've told this next story to a few people in I would say the response is mixed mm-hmm. about if people think it's funny or if mm-hmm. people are concerned for me. So I think that like we should tell people that what you told me before I asked you to tell me the story is you gave me this warning. You said, don't worry because I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. So I survived this story. She survived. And I'm just like in danger in the story. No. no. Yeah. So we were in Tennessee and we were staying on Elaine's sister's property in a tiny house. And right outside the tiny house, (laughs) that sounds funny, just in itself. Yes. (laughs) In a tiny house, you know. Um, The gnomes. With the gnomes. And not far from the front door of this tiny house is a cow pasture with like active cows that Mm -hmm. live in this pasture. And I was there alone one day with the baby and the dogs. And I made a huge mistake of allowing our hound mix to be trusted off leash for a very brief period of time, 60 seconds max. Yeah. I was outside with them. I stepped back inside to grab one thing of a tiny house. It's a tiny house, right? I can't be like looking at a lot of rooms. It's a tiny house. Stepped back outside and Dodger was gone from where he had been. Mm. And so I start to look all over for him and find him in the cow pasture rolling Mm. in cow shit <laughs> and just happy as a lark doing it <laughs> meanwhile you know radar she won't cross a fence line she respects no. a boundary and so she's just amazed that Dodger has done this she's staring at him like how did you even get over there and now I'm thinking of like how am I gonna get Dodger back to me because Dodger does not come when called no. <laughs> and he is a roamer so I know no. and clearly if he enjoys a good cow pie like there's opportunity everywhere in that everywhere field. yeah Lurking. everywhere in that field and then he will just follow his heart 
Mm. And it wasn't going to bring it back to me. It just was not. So I knew I had to go into the cow pasture. And luckily there was a ladder at the tiny house. So I go back up to the tiny house. Now, Juniper is now secured in the patio of the tiny house. Mm -hmm. I'm not just letting them free range. (laughs) They're secured on the patio. With the chickens that do free range. With the chickens. And I take this ladder down to this barbed wire fence and get it on like a flat ground. And I climb up the ladder and then I have to balance like on the wooden post of the fence and take the ladder across the fence, Mm -hmm. climb down it, navigate the cow Mm -hmm. fields so I also don't get shit on me get dodger leash dodger and wait at this point where was dodger from when you stepped over the fence he was 20 feet into the field was he still in the cow he was eating it oh my gosh gross (laughs) he was eating it just mr man you know just ravaging it Mm -hmm. i would say like just like chomping away it was dodger's an an old hound yeah for for those of you who don't know yeah and so i get on my leash um I bring him back over to the fence. I have to like now be holding the leash while I'm reclimbing over the fence and then pull him through the fence and then <laughs> take him up to the tiny house and pick him up covered in cow shit <laughs> and put him in luckily the very large kitchen sink Yeah, and start cleaning him. And luckily I also had just gotten done dish soap <laughs> and it's been like 20 to 30 minutes cleaning so him. You know, if you think of it being a cartoon, it's really funny. It's really, and it's just such like a hilarious thing to have occurred in that moment of us being down there. And so we've told this story to a few people and the reaction is very much like, Hallie, did you put yourself in that situation? It was very dangerous to like Mm -hmm. really laughing at me and my predicament. And I feel like my reaction was laughter after I cursed out Dodger a few times, but he was also mad at me um your reaction was laughter yeah as well because I was fine yeah because it was like a farce almost that was occurring in my head (laughs) I could just hear the music like (laughs) like you going to get the ladder going back over okay and then having to deal with the smell of it I would be like dry heaving the whole time um but I kissed Dodger the other day in a cheek in an area and it still smells funky. I'm like, he's been bathed. He's it's been like, bathed a couple of times since then. The South is hard on everyone. I know. It's so hard on everybody. It's so hot down there. We forgot how hot it was down yeah. there in the summer. Mm. And the bugs that were like Mm-mm. coming dive bomb in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, I was out there talking to my family and I, I finally said, guys, I got to go in because I was like so tired of darting bugs and swatting at them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I got to come inside for safety. Yeah. Because this is just too much. I like I think, an assault. I think overall, the trip was a good reality check for us because we glamorize the South and the mountains and the trails. Oh, well, they're beautiful. They are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we forget about the insects, the insects mm-hmm. and the spiders and the heat mm-hmm. and the humidity mm-hmm. and the homophobic people. We forget about all those yeah, and we true. only glamorize the mountains so, yeah so it was a good reality check we still love the mountains but mm-hmm. you know a it, non-homophobic um good mountainous region would be Asheville just a plug yeah just, just a plug for Asheville just a plug. yeah okay I love I that I don't know about other spaces yeah we've not investigated no. them all Mm-mm. but if you know one please let yeah. us know let us know of the non-homophobic we are friendly non- mountain space and don't say Colorado don't say Colorado we won't listen to that um no bugs is great Uh, or more minimal bugs yeah less on the bugs smaller bugs Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I would think Ooh, Moab is nice. That's too hot. I know it's too hot. It's too hot. Okay, it's well, 108 in our visit there. Yeah. Hit us up with your I ideas. Think, yeah. For places. Please let us know. Um, our final topic of the day before Elaine, I'm just gonna give her the floor to talk about whatever she wants. It's gonna be Courtney DeWalter. Hmm. And Courtney DeWalter mm-hmm. won Western States in record time, mm. beat like a million trillion times, blew out of the water. Nice. And then two weeks later one hard rock like no competition and so now she's going for i believe utmb to do the whole trifecta and win them all in the same calendar year yeah it's crazy Jeez, is this um record breaking in general yes yeah okay. if she were to do it it would be record breaking okay yeah okay so people have done two of these races they just have not continued to win the third no no i don't think i don't I mean don't test me on that but i'm pretty mm. sure no one has won all three mm. yeah i think what they it, it's interesting to compare her western states time i saw it got compared i think it was like 14 hours or 15 hours or something really crazy like that um which just running 100 miles on flat ground in that mm. time is like insane um but she had beat some of these like older ultra runner male ultra runners time mm-hmm. so like scott jerk's time mm-hmm. and killian jornette's time so okay. she beat all these times as well yeah as well as just blowing the women's record out of the water but i think like a full hour amazing yeah mm-hmm. and she's 39 years old jeez and she runs in those long shorts yes. she doesn't have a coach she's self-coached crazy yeah that's her secret um i don't i've never asked her that but I've listened to her on podcast and <laughs> she just seems like the most chill person mm. in the whole world who doesn't mm. really take them. I mean, she probably is super intense. Obviously she's a competitor, um, but she just seems to take it like a really chill approach and doesn't have some like strict nutrition or even yeah. a strict training plan Yeah, at that. She just knows it takes a lot of time out in the mountains. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like an easier way to think about it. Yeah. What's interesting is she's done those and she's completed other like 200 milers and won them, but she has gone to Barkley mm-hmm. a couple times now mm. and performed okay. I think she, I don't think she got a full fun run in, which is the three laps. Yeah. Um, but has not excelled at that course. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see like if she's the one that does it just because she seems to be the best mm. female mountain runner mm-hmm. at this point. See, I, I love that you have to say that for something like that like she hasn't excelled like are you kidding in the Berkeley she has I know I'm not saying she hasn't but she's had this expectation like not there's some women that come in and they're whoever the woman was and I forget her name I'm very apologetic to her um she's from England who did very well Mm -hmm. this year amazing people also expected her Mm. to do really well Mm -hmm. so I think there's an expectation when Courtney does show up yeah at Barkley for her to do really really well yeah I mean of course I think I was just more saying um success takes so much mm-hmm. I'm just noting that yeah there's no one even there's not a female ultra runner even in her league mm-hmm. you know which I think has been different for the male ultra runners is that there are people that were yeah. in Scott Durick's league at his time and if they think Killian Jornets and Jim Walmsley like there mm-hmm. there's no one right. even in Courtney DeWalter the only person that gets compared to is Camille Heron but she's yeah. been on flat track ultras she's not the same right yeah <laughs> so that's a lot of names for me. Uh, I will tell you that I have heard of all these people because Allie talks about them I have no idea what they're doing or what they did so it's a lot of times I'm just waiting for these contextual clues she goes 
Yeah. Like that. You're really good when I'm giving you like the drama of what's going on in the ultra running space and giving oh, yeah. you like my live updates. So uh -huh. <laughs> trying to string Western states and it's just coming in so like broken yeah. on the TV screen. I try to be an active listener. You are. You yeah. you do know some names. Yeah. Um, did you have any running topics that you wanted to discuss today? Oh, um mm. I'm putting you on the spot. You really I are. I, I I can't think of any on the spot. No. Yeah. You didn't come prepared. Oh, I know one. <clears throat> okay. You have a half marathon on your birthday. Mm. Oh yeah. How is training going for that? It is so slow <laughs> is what I would say right now. What would you say your philosophy is mm -hmm. for this training cycle? Mm -hmm. <laughs> eh, F it. That's what, who needs it? You can get out and run 13. <laughs> That's what I say. I know I can get out and run 13. I'm not saying I'm going to have a great run. There's not going to be PR involved, but mm, it'll be fun mm -hmm. still. I like that course. I ran it last year. Yeah. What is it? Des Plains River Trail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I was doing the half. Mm -hmm. And then I get to stay and cheer all the other runners on. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, my philosophy is we have a lot going on in mm -hmm. life. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> wait that'll be like two weeks before baby number two is born I'm just putting that math together in my head yeah yeah so my training philosophy is I'll do as much as I can and I'll show up on race day mm -hmm. with and a good attitude no I'll probably won't I'll probably be sour <laughs> the whole time and then when I'm done be so casual about it and then ache and pain later so yeah that was you last year yeah that's me every time as you finish and you're like I don't know what people complain about I feel great yeah I feel great well you probably get some kind of endorphins I'm and then like a few sure. hours later what you were feverish okay you were you say this everybody <laughs> Jesus Christ God. I'm about to tell awesome stories on you <laughs> okay yeah actually y'all stay tuned next week <laughs> wait no we're not, the, the podcast is now going on an every other week schedule Okay, number one. Stay tuned for the next We're going to go on an every other week schedule for the season because we have life stuff that still want to maintain the podcast. Yeah. And it, you won't be on every episode. I know that. So the next episode Jesus. that you're on, what are they staying tuned for? Well, I'm going to tell a story about you. Okay. Do you even know what that story is yet? Or Not no? yet. You're going to have to come prepared next. Well, I want to make sure that I'm allowed to tell these stories. <laughs> <laughs> Before we record uh elaine thank you as always for, yeah you know, being the guest of my whole life i appreciate that Aww. you're a great guest i love being a part of it <laughs> i love being a guest all right bye 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 y'all i'm gonna unplug it <laughs>